Welcome to the drdavidmarlin.com Stable Science Podcast. I'm Dr. David Marlin, and along with a great team of experts, I'm helping horse owners and riders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. In these podcasts, we will discuss science-led research, technology, information, and advice to help you care for your horses so they may live healthier, happier, and longer lives. To support the podcast and all our research and science for horses, go to our website, www.drdavidmarlin.com, and to learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, my name is Dr. David Marlin, and in this podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about testing of saddle half pads. Now, if you were to Google saddle half pads or you go into a saddler's, you know there's going to be a huge amount of options to choose from. And manufacturers' claims can seem really convincing. Uh, So, for example, some of the ones I've come across talk about support, breathability, uh, cushioning and protection. But some of these claims to me are, you know, not even possible and a little bit ridiculous one that I've come across uh, mentions the fact that the muscles along your horse's back can now loosen and tighten much more easily during your everyday training sessions. Really? Uh, another one says superior shock absorption that distributes pressure evenly. Well, it's easy to write, but I'd like to see data to support that. Another one says its unique ability to cushion and protect. Again, you know, where's the evidence? Another one prevents any pressure around the withers and spine. I'd like to see the evidence. And finally, this is the most ridiculous one I've come across, removes the pressure caused by the saddle. To be honest, the only way you can remove the pressure caused by the saddle is to take the saddle off the horse. So how can we test saddle pads? Well, there's two ways, really. We can either test them under saddle, being ridden and used on real horses, or we can test them in the laboratory. Now, probably most people's immediate reaction is that the best is going to be testing them on the live horse. The problem is, 
imagine we want to test 15 different pads and we're going to have a sample of eight horses to test them on <clears throat> that would take us around 120 hours or 12 hours uh 12 full days uh sort of working around 10 12 hours a day now that is okay but there are variables that can be hard to control with live horse testing and these include variation between riders variation between horses uh, different saddles and the fact that horses don't always produce the same response every day we call that day-to-day -day biological variation and even with that some types of pads do not suit some horses it doesn't mean that those pads are necessarily poorly performing now when we test in the lab this testing has the advantage that all pads can be tested under identical condition and it means that you can repeat this test in a week, month, a year later and the results will be the same. And a pad that is poor at spreading uh, the, the forces from uh, the saddle and the rider weight uh, or, or from uh, something that represents saddle and rider weight on the bench uh, if it's poor at doing that under a lab test, it's not going to be suddenly better at doing it when on a live horse. So let's have a look at why saddle pads might be used. Of course, uh, fashion accessory is one. Um, they look good. Uh, everyone else uses them. Um, but then what about keeping the saddle clean? That's a, a very good reason. What about wicking away sweat so that your horse's back isn't sort of slippery uh, and, the, and the pad and saddle are not going to slip around? Um, potentially improving saddle fit, reducing saddle movement and distributing uh, the rider and saddle forces evenly. Now, the last two, reducing saddle movement and distributing rider and saddle horses are things we can actually test fairly easily in the lab. And you probably will have been familiar with uh, saddle pressure uh, mat diagrams, uh, which show we put a pad that has sensors in under the saddle and we can measure the distribution of pressure. And in fact, this is something we can use in a lab test. So we can measure how much a pad grips in the lab we can measure how well a pad distributes uh, weight either when still or when moving we can measure wicking and we can measure insulation how much does the pad heat up your horse's back because in some circumstances you might want a pad that heats your horse's back up in others maybe you don't so we've got a number of tests that we've developed and the first one i'm going to talk to you about is what we call a static pressure test and for this, we have our bench, we put the pressure mat that is going to measure the pressure directly on the bench. And then on top of that, we put the pad that we are going to test. And on top of that, we put a 15 kilogram rubber medicine ball. Now, probably you're asking, well, why 15 kilograms? Well, the interesting thing is that the amount of contact a 15 kilogram rubber medicine ball makes with the pressure mat underneath is about an area of 150 centimeters squared and if the weight is 15 that translates to an average pressure of 10 kilopascals and that is effectively a scaled down version of a rider and saddle on a horse's back that would be the sort of pressure we would expect if we had a rider uh, and saddle on a horse so 
what we can do from that is we can record these pressure map images and we can see how well the uh, the pad that we're testing evens out the spread uh, the, the pressure of the ball across the mat and what we're looking for is we can't get rid of pressure but we can distribute it as evenly as possible and we can reduce peaks um, and that we can very clearly see and we can also measure this as say with the pressure mapping system now the second type of test we do is what we call a dynamic pressure test this is equivalent to the rider moving up and down in the saddle and we drop in this case a, a lower weight one kilogram from one meter and again question is well why a kilogram and why one meter well, because we know that doing that will result in peak pressures of uh, around sort of 70 to 90 kPa, kilopascals. Um, and those are pressures that we could see during canter gallop uh, in a horse with a poorly fitting saddle. And the difference here with the dynamic test is that we actually look to see how the pressure changes over the time that the uh, the one kilogram medicine ball is dropped onto the mat and we see with this that it's all over within probably 400 500 of a second and in fact the peak when we have no pad the the peak in pressure happens around a hundredth of a second into the contact of the ball with the mat now if we put a pad on we tend to see that the pads will reduce the peak pressure some do it better than others and they spread the pressure over time so the pre the peak actually comes later into the contact with the mat now one of the other things we can do is we can measure as we said how insulating uh, different saddle pads are and to do this we have the the workbench again and this time, instead of the pressure mat, we put a heating pad on the bench. And on top of that, we put the pad that we're testing. And we do this in a room that's at a controlled temperature, around 20, 21 degrees. Now, we then put temperature sensors on top of the heating pad, but below the half pad. And then we put one on top of the half pad. Now, imagine... If we measure the, the temperature of the, the heating pad, we typically make around 42 degrees centigrade. That's because 40, 42, 43, that would be uh, the sort of temperature that we would get to underneath the saddle. If there's a small difference between the temperature underneath the pad and on top of the pad, that means the pad isn't very, the saddle pad, the half pad, isn't very insulating and is allowing the heat out. On the other hand, if we have a big temperature difference, let's say uh, it's 42 on top of the heating pad and only 22 on top of the half pad, that's a massive difference, 20 degrees. That means the half pad has a lot of insulation and is keeping the heat in. Now, I'm not going to uh, give you too many results on insulation because essentially by looking at a pad, you can pretty much tell how insulating it's going to be. So something like the VIP pad or the Acavelo, for example, are very low insulating, 
whereas uh, thick pads, for example, the Lemur Pro Lambskin, can be very, very high insulating. So essentially, the thicker the pad, the, and, and unless it's got something like holes in it, it's going to be pretty insulating. <laughs> if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The next thing we want to talk about that we test is grip. And if you think about a racing car, that would have high grip. It's got big tires, they're sticky, there's a, a lot of contact with the, uh, the track. If you think of a family car with thinner tyres and uh, on, let's say, on a wet road, that is actually low grip. So we can actually measure grip. Um, and the way that we do this is, again, picture the bench. We put a piece of cow hide onto the bench and secure it. Now, we, we don't use horse hide. Um, cow hide is a pretty good substitute. And on top of the cowhide, we put the pad that we're going to test the grip of. And on top of that pad, we put a five kilogram weight. Now, that gives us an average pressure between the half pad and the cowhide of about four and a half kilopascals, which is, is a typical sort of pressure we'd expect. We then pull the pad across the cowhide but between what we're pulling and the pad, we have what's called a force transducer. And that measures how much force we're exerting on the pad to try and pull it across the cowhide. And what we see is that the force goes up until the point at which the pad starts to move. And at that point, the, the pull has overcome the, the grip or the friction, if you like, of the pad. So the more force we have to use to move the pad, the higher the grip is. So that's an outline of the test. What I'm going to present today in this in this podcast are the results on the static test, the dynamic test and the grip test. And then have a look at the price of some of these as well. Now, we tested uh, 12 
different... Uh, no, we didn't. We tested 15. <laughs> I'm not sure where I got 12 from. Uh, we tested 15 different uh, pads. So I'm going to run through these quickly for you. Okay, the Acavello non-slip shaped gel pad, the Animo W pad SP7 shock absorbing pad, Equitex, Horse River all-purpose saddle pad, that's the only one that's not a half pad, Lemure Sports Grip memory half pad, Lemure Pro Lambskin half pad, Lemure X Grip silicon half pad, Amatis fully lined half pad, New Med high wither wall half pad, Ogilvy memory foam dressage pad, ProLite GP Relief, a reindeer fur-shaped pad, a VIP pad, original, a Weatherbeater memory foam comfort half pad, and finally, a Windron half pad dressage comfort 18 millimeters. Wow. Okay, the results. Well, in terms of the static test, the, uh, the top three were the Equitex, the Ogilvy, and the Anano W pad. On these tests, the bottom three were the Weatherbeater, the ProLite, and the Acavello. And if you're really interested in this, I suggest go and have a look at uh, the website or having a look at, uh, at, at our webinar, our video, recorded video, which uh, gives you a lot more detail and you can see the full set of results. Now, what this means is that the, the Equitex, uh, which came top in this test reduced the uh, average pressure on the pressure mat compared to nothing by about 88 89% and even the Acavello which uh, came came lowest still actually reduced the the pressure compared to no pad by 57% and when it came to the dynamic test uh, there were the top four with the Ogilvy, the Animo W pad, the Lemure X Grip Silicon, and the Equitex. Um, and really not very much to choose in between those. And in fact, also the Lemure Pro Lambskin, which was uh, fifth, ranked fifth in that test, did pretty well. And again, in terms of reduction in pressure, all of those uh, pads are reducing the peak pressure compared with no pad at all, by 80 to uh, around about 93%. Now, finally, when we look at grip, um, the it took one kilogram to pull the weight across the, uh, across the cowhide with uh, nothing on at all. Um, and the most grippy one was the Lemure Sports Grip, which was... Uh, 13 times more grippy um, now a lot of the pads were in the range of less than two kilos so didn't have a lot of grip um, and we don't really know what is the ideal grip we would probably say some grip somewhere in the middle like you know ogilvy equitex reindeer possibly the vip original um, some horses like the grip some don't seem to like the grip so this is just something really you have to find out what your horse likes. Now, a couple of things to, to talk about in that are really important to consider when thinking about saddle pads. Firstly is non-memory foam versus memory foam. When we compress non-memory foam, the foam is compressed and it distributes the force. 
which reduces the pressure going through onto the horse. When you take that weight off, the foam immediately recovers. Now, the difference with memory foam is that as it's first compressed, it does exactly the same as non-memory foam and distributes the force reducing the pressure. But depending on the type of memory foam, it may not fully recover its shape before it's loaded again. And if this happens over a number of cycles, the foam becomes more and more compressed and offers less and less force dissipation, meaning that potentially the pressures on the horse's back would increase. And this would be a really good reason why you would want to do a, a dynamic test with repeated loading under saddle to understand um, what what would be happening with a memory foam pad. As I say, there are different types of memory foam. Some are quite responsive, respond quite um, and bounce back quite quickly. Others uh, take quite a long time. Another thing to in, consider that's really important with any pad that you're using is to ensure that you have good clearance over the T10, T13 region of the spine. That's sort of just over the withers sort of area. And the reason for this is that research by uh, Russell McKechnie Guire, Mark Fisher, Rachel Murray has shown that horses really don't like pressure in that area. So it's important to ensure that you have that spinal clearance when you, you fit the pad, but also actually after you've been riding for a little while to get off and have a look and just check that the pad hasn't slipped down over the withers. So when we put all this together and uh, we look at the, the, final, uh, the, the, the final results, taking into account the static test, the dynamic test and the grip, um, the top three are the Equitex, the Ogilvy and the Animo W pad. Um, the bottom three were Horse, Weather Beta and Acavello. Now, that doesn't mean, as I've said, that these pads aren't going to suit some horses. Um, but, you know, if you're looking for something that's got moderate grip and, and good force dissipation, um, then, you know, it's worth looking at these results and considering this. In terms of what these pads are going to cost you, uh, the interesting thing is that the Windron pad, which was the most expensive, uh, was ranked six. But the next three most expensive, um, between 160 and 180 pounds, were uh, ranked one, two, and three. So maybe it is a case of you get what you pay for. So, sort of summing up now, what should you be looking for in choosing a half pad? You want good static force distribution. You want good dynamic force distribution. You want a large contact area of the pad with your horse's back. Uh, because the more contact area you have, the more evenly the pressure should be distributed. You want good clearance between T10 and T13 in the wither area. You want, I would say, moderate grip. Um, that, that's still a little bit that we don't really have good data, but that I don't think you want something that slips, and I don't think you want something that necessarily grips really tightly. Although, again, there could be individual horse preference. And I would say look for evidence that the manufacturers have done some testing. Anyone can, uh, you know, write claims saying, uh, you know, the best pad in the world or, um, you know, protects the horse's back or, 
you know, superior, all those words that are used. But, you know, look to see if they have actually put their money where their mouth is and, and done some testing. And then finally, last two points I want to make. It's unlikely that there is one single pad that will sue all horses for all saddles and all riders. It's sometimes just a question of trying different pads to see what works out best. And my final point is any saddle pad that you use should be fitted by your qualified saddle fitter. Because if your qualified saddle fitter fits your saddle without a pad and then you buy a pad and fit it yourself, you are potentially undoing your saddle fitter's work. So please have a dialogue with your saddle fitter and ideally have them come and check if you've made any changes, including saddle pads, come and get your saddle fitter to check that the saddle still fits. Bye-bye. 